I know. I'm the on-air talent. Like, I just show up on, uh, every other week to record. You come in with your beer and you take off your sunglasses. You're down. All right. I'm here. We could start. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shenantics, the bi-weekly podcast that if it releases every week, consider a bonus episode with your two best friends, Skanky and Emkel. How are you doing this week, Skanky? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Did you get shit too for that? Uh, no, not as much because I'm not on the internet as much See, as you are. See, you're not now. on the internet. You don't stream. <laughs> you don't get the onslaught I, uh, of, oh, two weeks, huh? Every two weeks. I guess. I actually, this is, it is, I I, th- I think about this, what, actually, I think about this more than I should. I'm the customer that, service. Exactly. You're the CEO. You don't get, yes. stupid. I know, I'm the on-air talent, like, I just show up on uh, every other week to record. You come in with your beer and you take off your sunglasses, <laughs> you're down, all right. I'm here. We could start. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. Kanky wakes around all Sunday, and then I just kind of show up whenever I get around to it, and I'm like, "All right, we're good to go." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, thank this you." This is what so. I. This is the advice we should tell people from now on. Okay, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you want this podcast to be a weekly, just go back and re-listen to them, all the old Ooh. episodes, because that's pretty much that's pretty much a new podcast all in itself. Exactly. How we much should, this podcast has changed. That is actually true. Should we do like American this American lifestyle where we just kind of republish old episodes of the feed? And like, <laughs> like this still this still makes me irrationally angry when I like start up an episode. I'm like, I fucking listen to this one like I four don't times. like that. I really don't like it. Unless, I don't either. Unless it is something where I have not heard it before. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And then mm-hmm. at the end they put an update. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, not a big fan. See, and I, I think I, I agree with you on that, but for whatever reason, it feels like I'm always hearing the same reruns. So it's mm. either that they have maybe like a top 50 episodes that they republish, and so they tend to republish the same ones, or I'm just drawn to certain titles. And whenever they republish that one, I always am like, oh, that one would be interesting, and I listen to it again. Um, so I'm, I don't know, but yeah, no, I find that. I find it incredibly frustrating, but it would be great with Shenantics. It actually would be. I should listen to the first five to ten episodes and see what that's like. They're fascinating. So they, they are. They're something. It's like an investigation, to be honest. I also, you know, I don't like... I... You know what? I don't like it because I forgot exactly what I was going to say. But I don't like something. About Shenantics and old episodes and republishing and all that kind of something stuff? Something like that, yeah. I don't yeah. like something about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't remember I, what it was specifically. I, 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 I have like kind of, um, I have two feelings about it. Like, I obviously get really frustrated, really frustrated with this American Life doing it. But at the same time, when I think about um, recommending podcasts to people, it's always like I want to like maybe give them somewhere to start within the podcast or things like that. Or if I find a new podcast, like I kind of like it because I won't. I don't obviously I don't have the time to listen to this American Life's back catalog, right? And so yeah. I do kind of appreciate the hey, here's some episodes that we think are very good, or maybe they're relevant and timely again, mm-hmm. or something about it. So I do appreciate that. Um, I think I think the way maybe this American Life could fix it is like I don't know. First of all, do better job of like 
in the feed title showing that it's a rebroadcast. Like I know they show the episode number, which is much lower usually than what it's currently at. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just maybe they could do a different way of like managing expectations. But but yeah, my so, uh, my podcast listening has pretty much it's zero now. Did you know? Oh that? really? Oh really? Yeah. Why is that? I only used to listen to podcasts when I used to, when I commuted, mm-hmm. and I don't really commute anymore. Oh really? My commute is ten minutes. Ah yeah okay. So. And there's not there's not really any time for me to mm-hmm. listen to podcasts anymore. Yeah, and it's I, actually um, kind of disappointing because I I always felt like I I felt I always felt so informed mm-hmm, listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, and now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm out of the loop. Yeah, I um, I totally hear that because that's how that's how I was. I would say I think l- last year and the year before. So when I started bike commuting. I listened to no podcast because when I would listen to it, it was on my commute and I couldn't listen to it at work because whatever reason, like I couldn't listen to like a, I think the biggest reason I couldn't listen to podcasts at work is I'm always scared about missing things. And then whenever, so I like concentrate too hard on the podcast or if I hear the end part of something that I find interesting, I want to rewind to find the part I do like. And so it just ends up being, a lot more work than it's worth. Um, yeah, yeah. But th- currently, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts because two things. Uh, I've been able to... I have like the Sonos set up through my apartment a little bit better, and so I can throw it on there when I'm doing chores and stuff, like you know, dishes or cleaning and laundry and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm working on a project at work right now, which does not take a lot of attention. So I've been able to listen to a ton of podcasts um while working and i it's it's been great actually i really i didn't realize how much i missed it like i knew i missed it but like getting back into them um it was it was a huge refresher and it's exactly what you said like i feel i feel much more informed but i also feel like i have a stronger passion for my hobbies again right like being mm. able to listen to people talk about um upcoming video game releases or uh listen to people talk about like apple computer things or just technology in general um it's like it gets me more excited for those things again and i feel like i'm more connected to the industry where before when i didn't have time to consume any of that media i felt very disconnected and disjointed from it all yeah agreed but, agreed but yeah no so it's been I've been, I've been, as you've had, like, it's, I, I almost wonder if we're, like, on two sides of the same thread. As you stream more, I have to stream less. As you listen to less podcasts, I have to listen to more. Right? Well, I'm already starting to get the nickname M-Cole now. <laughs> I kind of love that so much. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> perfect. Honestly, um, I like it too because who wouldn't want to be M. Cole, huh? Oh, thank you, thank you. What a you, nice guy! Yeah, I, I'm glad that people are paying you these compliments. So, yeah, fun. yeah, and I'm not getting paid to say this at all, ah, yeah. whatsoever. Yes, I, not never, ever, ever. Oh, ever just got an email so. from PayPal. Thanks, M. Cole. <laughs> no problem. Just make sure you know not the time. Yeah, sure. Go. No problem. No We're problem. good. Go. So, uh, speaking of video games, though, I noticed there was something that happened. I meant to talk about it with you two weeks ago. But uh, I forgot. And so we're going to kind of bring it up now. Um, 
did you by any chance see um through any of the video games you follow um there was a giant closure of video game fan sites across the internet that all closed down on the same day no yeah they were all uh they had one thing in common they were all curse websites um so (laughs) that that was great uh they um Across the board, it was things like Hearthpone, which is like the Hearthstone website, and then things like Minecraft Forum um, went down. Uh, Magic the Gathering, like they all posted, like like uh, the site is now going like in inactive status or something like that. Uh, and really? so it went like kind of across the board. A whole bunch of these sites for various video games where a lot of fans congregated, stuff like that, and they kind of all shut down, and they were all curse-owned sites and. Well, not Twitch-owned sites, technically. Well, Twitch-owned sites, yes. Yeah, so... um, And then, I think it was, like, a week later, like, they posted back, and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, we found a buyer, and someone's going to buy all these websites, and we're going to reopen them. But at that point, all the damage had been done because all the, like, communities had been like, why don't you go over here if you want to find things you like because the the site's not going to be here. And I think a lot of people had moved on. Um, Mm. But... For me, because like I I noticed it because I still follow uh, Hearthpone because I follow Hearthstone news and decks and all that kind of stuff, and it was, um, you know, just in my daily reading. And I will say, like reading that really destroyed a lot of goodwill for me towards Twitch because I see it almost as a direct thing as that, right? Like, like you know, it's like it, look, it feels like at this point, years later, um. Twitch was like, we're scared of Discord, so we want to buy a Discord competitor, so they bought Curse. And when they bought Curse, we even talked about this on the podcast, talking about old episodes of Shenantics. Um, one thing that's interesting is that like Curse owned all these other properties, right? Like They weren't just the chat server program they you know hosted mods they hosted all these other fan websites like there's all this other stuff that was associated with it and esports teams yeah like and and we thought at the time we're like oh my god twitch must have like really big plans for this that we just don't see because it seems silly that they would buy curse just for this thing that people don't use curse for and it kind of turns out that that is kind of what they did right like they bought curse for that and then dud ever right and then i don't even think i think they shuttered it right i think they they first killed the web version of it so you couldn't use the web version of the chat program and now they've killed the desktop version and the problem is is that it's so intertwined with other things like it hosts a lot of like the wow mods and minecraft mods and all that kind of stuff so they can't just like kill the entire program so instead of having the chat thing there it just like loads up the twitch front page i believe um and it's like i don't it just it seems insane to me and so it's like twitch you had all this amazon money decided to meddle in things that we actually like as like a community around video games and over the course of like three years just like destroyed it all and that seems super shitty to me so but yeah just i wanted to vent and say my frustration yeah, about this supposedly anymore. you can still buy uh not buy sorry you can still download the twitch app for windows yeah but i think i think that's the one that just loads the twitch uh front page like it's, oh like, so you can't do the voice chat thing anymore no like that, i think they compl- i'm loading it right now i think they completely closed off that part of it like it doesn't wow. have the discord component of it anymore. talk about like the stupidest thing ever i mean right it's just- so dumb 
It is. It and is. And all it did was like, <laughs> if I was Discord, I'd just be like, okay, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, like it gave, the, it gave them even more prominence and like validation. Like, uh, oh. wow. Yeah, yeah, no, if you pull it up, I just opened up the Twitch app after I had to update. All it is is the Twitch homepage is loaded wow. there. Um, so dumb. Like in all the tabs across the top, like I click fo- fo- uh, like discover, following, browse, and then it's got two tabs, one for my games, for the games you bought through Twitch, and then mods. So it's like, it's essentially the same thing as a twitch.com or twitch.tv, sorry, twitch.tv, except two extra tabs for my games and mods. Like, that's insane. The thing is to curse like really already didn't have many users on it. Yeah. It wasn't popular Yeah, as a, as a voice chatting platform. No, exactly. Usually like as a company, you want to buy something and be like, Hey, this is popular. Now we're going to merge this brand. And like that brand's going to be associated with us. And it's going to be mm-hmm. really cool. Like yes. Instagram. Right. Yeah. And Facebook. And like curse just wasn't popular. And yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. They were like, Oh, we're going to rebrand this Twitch. And, the Twitch brand is so popular, everyone's going to use this. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, it, that's not how it works. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like face, speaking of Instagram, like Facebook bought Instagram essentially for the users, right? Like Facebook for years tried to compete with Instagram on the photo side. And at the end, they're just like, all right, fine, we're buying you. Like, fuck it. Like, we, we can't do this anymore. Because it's not like, it's not like the people at Facebook cannot create the technology behind Instagram, right? Like, they could, oh, right? Yeah. And so, like, it's weird to me that Twitch is like, you know what we need to do? We need to buy the technology behind what a Discord competitor is that has yeah. no users. Like, that's insane. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I guess, let's also be thankful that they didn't buy Discord, because holy shit, that probably would Oh my would've god, been that would've been awful. <laughs> that would've been awful. Um, and, like, Discord, I, I honestly don't even know how they're still, how they're making money at all. Like, I have no clue. Like, they are probably deeply, like, I don't know what's going on over there. They, the investors, but, man, investors. Like, just yeah, the, I know, quote-unquote investors. The but, VC money is just flowing in. They're like, like yeah, we're, you're going to make your money back. Yeah. Like, I would love to see them in, like, the shark tank. Like, things would oh not go well, I feel yeah. like. But, uh, you know, I, that's, that's my fear one day. Is that someone's just Dis- going to buy Discord and shut it down? Yeah, I've said, I've thought before, like, Microsoft, I could see Microsoft buying that shit. Oh, like, easily, easily. And shit going haywire. No. Oh but, my. um, uh-huh. yeah, that'd be bad. But, you know, okay, it's the world we live in. The worst possible thing, in my opinion. Okay, big caveat right now. I think Microsoft has done pretty well with purchasing other properties recently, right? Like, historically, Microsoft... Microsoft doesn't have a great track record, but yeah. I think I think in the very more like recent history, I think they've been pretty good at it. Like they haven't been like a lot of companies do where they that things just kind of rot at the vine. They just sit yeah. out there and nothing happens. But the worst thing in the world would be if Microsoft bought Discord. The reason being is you know, you know that the reason they're buying Discord is to turn it into a Slack competitor. Right, like, oh, like that is a hundred percent what they're going to be. They'll be like, they're like, oh man, like Discord, Slack, like some people use it for the exact same things. Like, what if we just buy it and we tell all the Discord people they can keep doing what they do, and then we'll add a business component on top of it? And you're like, oh fuck, oh like, come the, on. the old the old business component, <laughs> exactly gets them every time. We know how to make money on this. Like, no, yeah. So and that's that'd be that'd be the worst possible thing that would ever happen. So, 
Yeah, no, it'd be <sighs> it'd be rough. It'd be rough. I mean, pretty much Slack is Discord. I mean, it's like it almost the same exact thing, except they're like, hey, pay us for your business. <laughs> and our businesses are like, HR is like, this is a good decision. And everyone's like, okay. And like, that's pretty much it. Like, that's why people have it. It's true. It's it's, it's a little funny. Um, what Listening to other podcasts that are outside of the video game world, because like... There are so many of them that literally that outside of work set up their own Slack servers to use it exactly how we use Discord. And like hearing them talk about this, I'm like, you guys not know Discord exists. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's, is that is that not a thing? And then there's some podcast where, um, and I saw this happen a lot with the Relay, like um, some of the Relay FM podcasts, where all of the people, like a lot of the hosts on Relay FM, use Slack, like as we use Discord. And but then they started a few video game podcasts, and so then they learned what Discord is, and so it's like interesting to hear them and be like, "Oh, have you heard about this new Discord thing?" And you're like, "Ah, yes, new. Ah. <laughs> like, sure, welcome." Yes. Welcome, cool kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> Look at my five-year badge, bitch. Like, <laughs> whatever that crap is, I don't even know. Oh my god! But yeah, no, so I always, I always think that's 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 interesting. That's good so stuff. cute, so it's, innocent. It is. Really. It's so it's so innocent and so cute. So, um, speaking of something not innocent and not cute, I'm curious. Have you watched uh, Chernobyl? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So time. then we won't we won't talk about it. we we should talk about it at a future time if you do end up watching it I I I strongly recommend you watch I, it I will I will watch it but I have one thing tangentially to talk about that uh Discord or not that, that Chernobyl made me think of so it has nothing to do with anything that happened in the show and I actually thought about this before I watched it so I know it's pretty safe and it's spoiler free um, okay so this we're, we're gonna take a little bit of a journey back right. And back to the history of TV. So I don't know if anyone here knows. Um, TV used to be broadcast over the airwaves, and you'd get it on like I don't know four or five channels or something like that. And then cable came. Hey, fast forward a little bit. Uh, so traditionally on TV, shows would come out week by week, right, and not all at once. And then I think House of Cards was maybe the first one, um, first big one that Netflix did the big hey we're releasing a tv show and by the way here's all these episodes at once and you got all the episodes and then that really started the whole binge watching phenomenon where we would sit down and watch like an entire season of a tv show over one weekend and when that came out i was a huge fan i'm like oh my god why did it take so long for anyone to do this you know this is so great there's no downsides to it it's absolutely amazing um now we'll fast forward a little bit further and binge watching has been around for years and HBO releases Chernobyl and it's a five episode miniseries, but it's released one episode a week over the course of five weeks. And when they did that and like, this is, you know, HBO shows in general, right? Like game of Thrones, all that kind of stuff. But when they did that with Chernobyl, I, it made me notice something that I kind of, I kind of gave me an appreciation for that format again, right? It almost made me want to go back to a time where episodes were released once a week over the course of how many weeks there are for the season. And the main reason for that is I feel like by doing that, 
shows and like media stay within the cultural conversation for a much longer period of time, right? The shelf life of what the relevancy of a certain media is extended. And I noticed this with Chernobyl because when it first, you know, when they, when it first got announced that it was coming out and they said, Oh, we're going to have a podcast that goes along with it. I was all excited. And they're like, Oh, we're releasing it. Like, you know, excuse me, once a week. And I was like, well, I'm just going to wait a month and a half and then watch all five of them. But by releasing it once a week, as I saw people, people would want to talk about it or they would tell me how great it was. And then, or people would get together and they would talk about the episode they just saw or the last three episodes or whatever it was. And by doing it, it kind of kept it in the conversation for longer, right? Like the the Mm -hmm. Chernobyl was within the conversation for at least five weeks while it was airing. Plus the typical amount of time that something is talked about after the show ends, right? So five weeks plus let's say two weeks. So now seven weeks, people are talking about Chernobyl and so it's kind of informing people about it people are kind of getting hyped about it and it does this important thing where it gives people time to jump into the show and catch up so they can have the conversation in real time with people as other people are watching it um, and other examples where we've seen this and I think has worked very very well and I think it's it's such a great counter argument to the way that Netflix does it with the binge releases is we saw that with Serial, Serial Season 1, right? One episode released week after week and it kept people in it. And so then you can be like, oh my god, if you haven't listened to Serial, here, you got three episodes to listen to, catch up to it, and then we can now talk about the next episode when it comes out, right? And it also can help sync up our discussion type thing where if you thought it sounded interesting and you missed the first or second episode it gives us a chance where you and i can now be talking about episodes when they come out live again and we don't really get that with netflix netflix by having it all dumped at once it's i either need to watch everything in the first weekend that's available or i feel like i'm kind of missing out on people's hot takes or deeper conversation because they've gotten out of their system and they don't care about it anymore and Mm. on this flip side i saw that with stranger things uh, season two is i was all excited about it but it came out when I was at a time when I was really busy with work. And then by the time I got around to being able to watch it, and it was only like a few weeks later, people had moved on from it. And it didn't feel like a pressing thing for me to discuss anymore. And now we are, what, almost a year later or something, and I still haven't watched it. And it's not even anywhere high on my list to watch because it's no longer in the cultural discussion. So, yeah. So, I, I, so I don't know. So, I'm kind of... I'm kind of Chernobyl has pushed me back to liking the serial releases instead of the binge. I'm going to call it binge releases. I think that works well. Binge releases yeah. versus serial releases. So it's kind of pushed me a little bit back towards that side of it. Um, which, and the, I mean, you see that with Game of Thrones too, right? Like you can, it's easier to talk to people about it when it's, when it's still on the air compared to, I mean, do you talk to anybody about what the last season was like still when that ended three weeks ago or four weeks no. ago? Yeah, it's, no. it's kind of, it's like, so it's like, it's, so that got like, you know, six weeks of episodes plus like three weeks of airtime, nine weeks. Well, if they just released all the episodes the same weekend that the uh, finale was, well, you'd be done with it by now anyways. And it's kind of doesn't have as long of a shelf life anymore, which is kind of a, a disappointment, I guess. So, yeah, I, I like the week by week and not the binge. Yeah, because I, I do enjoy the discussion. Mm hmm. Uh, and I think when you have a binge show like that and you're like, oh, did you see, did you see Stranger Things? You're like, oh, I'm only on episode two. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, okay, I finished it. So, yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Like, and then it's over. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, is, you know, these discussions never used to happen as much, I feel like, especially now with social media and Twitter. Mm -hmm. The TV show watching experience has changed drastically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, in combination with the binge watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is it for the best? I don't really know. I, I think the discussions are cool and everything, mm -hmm. but I think Twitter and the whole game and like Game of Thrones and all that was a little much. Like, yeah. It was yeah. a lot. It I was a lot. I could see that. I, 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 I guess I agree with that because it, it, it can be, it definitely can be a lot. And there, if there are, yeah. And I feel like it also, one thing that makes it a lot is you kind of start to get the, the echo chamber system where it starts feeding into itself and yeah. like things, things are always a letdown always. Right. So then like people almost get hostile towards the, right. Like, or they get like, or even if it isn't a letdown, like the, the, the fan frenzy over it becomes that like such like a fever pitch where it's like, Oh my God, like let's, all right, let's calm it down a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Like I want, I would like to imagine you know, when Seinfeld ended, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There was no subreddit talking mm -hmm. about it. There was yeah. no one on Twitter talking about it. Yeah. How did people know how to feel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? you're right. You're right, right? Like, like how did... Like, how, like, that literally... People go on Twitter to see if they should be angry about the show they just watched. That is so true. That is right? so true. I mean, think about, like... Do you think we would all people would still love the show Friends at the, at the end, or would they be complaining mm. about stuff about it? And they would they would say, "Oh, it's not that good of a show anymore." Yeah. If it was it would show today. You I know? Th I think that is true. I think that is true. Especially because like I do know a good amount of other people that now say they hate Friends, but like or like they think the show is terrible and that kind of stuff. But um, I mean, Sarah and I often have episodes of like Friends, The Office um sign for like stuff like that just on tv because we still love it to this day right and so i part of me wonders is do you get some of that post the hot take like hey friends 20 years later by the way garbage show and you're like oh well maybe i buy onto that yeah i mean like i don't yeah. know well, i think there's a difference though there's 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 something interesting about a show that came out pre-internet mm -hmm. compared to a show that came out that's coming out now with the internet yeah. where every single thing is nitpicked Yeah, yeah. as it comes out, right? Yeah. I, I feel like looking back, a lot of people could say, oh, I loved this show and blah, blah, blah. It was great, but all that. Mm -hmm. But now we have like Game of Thrones. It's like a nitpick mm -hmm. after the episode's over, like with a million memes that come out Yeah, that are like, this was kind of shitty and like everyone's like hey yeah that wasn't good like we should vote about remaking this last season like i don't know it's yeah no that is that is that is a very good point i think i think what it has is the um the internet has given the average person this idea but two things it is give it is uh it's given the this idea that they have more power than they actually have, but it has also given them slightly more power, right? Like they all think they have the power to like change things like, Oh, remake the last season, do this, do this. Or, you know, we think this person should be fired. And a lot of times they don't, but at times they also do, right? Like, what is it? The, um, guardians of the galaxy three director got fired. So it's like, they have some time back, back when didn't he get rehired for the project? 
uh, like a month ago. Yeah. So like, ago. so like there is like a certain amount of power, but then they do have the, the, the broad power, like what you're talking about, where at like a low level influencing of other people's opinions through shitty memes, right? Like, so it's like, yeah, they have more power than they ever did before, but it's almost like that little bit of power has gone to their head and they think they have like the ultimate power in like decreeing of what is good and bad and yeah. what should happen because of it. So I think I agree with you on that one. I think I agree. With I think a one. fan, the, the idea of a fan has changed too of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like in some cases, a fan would be like, oh, I like that show. Mm-hmm. And in, in some cases now it's like, oh, I hate this show, but for this reason, but it's still a good show. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, maybe some more hyper, there's some been more, more criticism. Yeah. yeah. To a level of hyper criticism, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I almost, I wonder if it's like, not to get too deep in the woods on this, but it, well, part, I think we're already pretty deep. We in the are pretty on. deep. In the <laughs> You're right. Part of me wonders if it might be a like kind of like a loss aversion type thing that we're seeing writ large, where like in fandom now you and maybe this is because it's like post online, so it feels more permanent, or you have to say it out and more people know what your opinion is. But I feel like fandom now is like what you said, like, I like it, but, or like, I hate the show, but I love the show for this, right? Like you almost have to like, you're, you're trying to like point out all the reasons why they're terrible. So no one can bring that back and show you that, right? Like, so yeah. no one can be like, oh, well, the, the thing you like isn't good because of this. You're like, no, I already said that that was bad. I already told you the show's garbage for all these reasons, right? Like to almost like kind of like yeah. cut that off of like, like you're my fandom's okay because I did all this. And so you almost get that like to like just a terrible degree where previously you could just be like, no, I like that. That was good. Right. And like, you yeah. didn't have to like point out all the reasons why something you liked was the worst thing ever or, or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, like why they fucked everything up that like you loved or that they should have done this better because you know how to make things better. Right. Like from your armchair meme watching, you know, yeah. like what they should or shouldn't be doing. So, um, yeah, no, that is kind of interesting. So, huh? Huh? It's these damn people, man. Damn, people. These damn people, damn people. Um, Speaking of being overly critical and fans about things, did you by any chance have you watched any of the E3 coverage? Yeah. I care specifically about did you watch the Nintendo coverage? No. Oh. Oh, skinky. Why? What did I miss? I don't know. I just really love Nintendo. I think this is gonna be a very solid year for them. Um I didn't watch E3 as I as as intensely as I used to. See, I didn't watch it usually. last year. I would this year. I watched more of it than I did last year. Um, was there anything that stuck out to you across the entire, the entire spectrum of stuff? Yeah, um, I think Cyberpunk twenty Cyberpunk's gonna be great. Yeah. Okay. And then everything <laughs> else is coming out in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And then they reshowed things that they showed last year, and that's it. Yeah, I've got I got a good sense of that with a lot of them too. Also, I. I'm just calling it cyberpunk because I always forget what the numbers are. It's 2077. Right? Is that is that what it is? I always start into it and then I just I'm like let's just call it cyberpunk because I'm like I'm one of these, I'm like, like cyber I'm gonna call it either cyberpunk 2007 or just cyberpunk. One 20, of the, 2077. No, no, 2007 or cyberpunk. Oh, <laughs> don't the, say 2007. Oh, okay, all right, fine. So cyberpunk. It's, it is 2077. Yeah, that that game looks freaking amazing. Um, That's gonna be cool. I did get the same feeling. I felt like everything was spring 2020, a.k.a. 
right before next you'll E3. see it at next year's e3 yeah like, like that's, that's pretty that, much it that's what it felt like with uh, like a lot of the stuff um and nintendo's big one with that was they pushed animal crossing to next year uh it was supposed to be fall this year and they pushed it to march 2020 but other than that they had a lot of they had a good amount of fall releases i mean they're having a new pokemon game in fall they're doing a remaster of Link's awakening which looks phenomenal um the witcher the entire witcher series this isn't new but the entire witcher series is coming to or nine why entire witcher series, sorry all of witcher 3 including the expansions is coming to the switch which i think is pretty cool so that's cool yeah it's a, that's a really intense game to be on the switch that's what i was thinking i think i think the graphics are brought down a bit i didn't watch the trailer again but when i was watching it during their their nintendo direct during e3 i think the graphics are scaled down for switch quality so i think yeah, that I that think. that at least helps um but it's uh i think that is i think that's cool um it feels like they just have a very strong lineup for this year which i really like but uh that's that is for me maybe it's my casual noob gamerness, but this Nintendo and the Switch is like the system in the games I get most excited about every year now, it seems like. And it's just they're I feel like they're finally after the terrible Wii U years, I feel like Nintendo is finally kind of back <laughs> to knocking it out of the park again. So, so let me tell you what the that. worst one was though. What was that? Oh, Bethesda. I didn't I okay. Tell me why. <laughs> Well, they didn't announce anything new besides some like weird mobile game. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, we are giving you a Fallout 76 BR. Right? <laughs> like, Everyone was like, oh, well, we can't play the normal game, though, still. And they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to have a great time. I, so It's going to be really fun. Everyone was like, okay. Oh, my God. Sure. And they're like, hey, we're not even going to talk about the new Elder Scrolls game that we announced last yeah, year. Yeah, right? <laughs> by the way. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. No, I I watched maybe five or six minutes of Bethesda and turned it off. Um, whenever, actually, it had to be longer than that, because whenever they got into the BR part, and I was also watching After Effects, so I could fast forward through a lot of the bullshit. Um, but as soon as they announced the BR thing, I turned it off. I'm like, I'm like, last year's joke was everything comes with a BR mode. Fast forward like, to I, this I, year. The same joke I said. I was like, oh, welcome to 2018. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you, like, <laughs> do you exactly. think a, a BR game is going to save, like, your yeah. shitty, glitchy game that you exactly. made? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was already, like, getting right. My finger was getting itchy to turn it off because they took pompous self-deprecation might be the best word to an extreme right it was like they get up like we're really sorry for fallout 76 should have left it there and never said anything about it again instead it had to become really sorry for Fallout 76 we're happy that all of you guys love it now if you guys don't know everyone in the world loves it i don't read anything online they love it by the way we're really sorry as a gift for you because we are so sorry here's a br <laughs> mode and you're like what the fuck like shut up please oh please stop God. telling me how sorry you are for Fallout 76 like and if you are like you should probably just can the fucking project but whatever I'm angry. I'm angry about Bethesda. It's 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 no. Like it was so bad. It was really bad. It was 
and I, I didn't even watch it all, so maybe it got better, but I'm going to assume that they did no. not. <laughs> no, it didn't get better. And you know what? They... <laughs> no one can play Fallout 3 on PC, okay? I know. <laughs> it is impossible to play. Oh, my gosh. Okay? It, what's going on, guys? Oh, my like, gosh. Just remaster that shit so people can play it Release it for free for people who already own it, and so we're all true. we'll be happy. It's like, so true. Just come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's like low hanging fruit that I've been going for. Like, yeah, and I mean, come on, really? And you it's know like, what? hey, we're gonna update all these games that we already have, but that no one really likes. So, yeah, except for Fallout Shelter. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Oh, but you know, it's funny, like every year they like update and add stuff to Fallout Shelter and I play it for like two weeks after E3 or after like they put oh, then the I stuff stop. in. Yeah, then I stop. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. I played all your quote unquote brand new content and now I'm done. Like, great. I'll, maybe I'll see you in, in a year. Uh, you're just, they're not doing good now. Um, no, but it's interesting to me, to me, like maybe they're doing it behind the scenes, but I just, I don't believe it that they, there's, they, they feel so behind the times because they're like, We've already said it three times now. They're releasing a BR mode, so it's like almost like like in a trailing type thing. So like they're not understanding that like that isn't gonna save you. But at the same time, the thing that started not that I didn't start, but really kind of started to go into full swing last year and is continuing into this year is remakes and people are excited to play them right like like we see it with like age of empires right seeing the remasters coming out of them we see it with blizzard doing it with you know starcraft remastered um and granted wow classic isn't a remake but like at least bringing that out and so we've seen examples in the industry where people have been excited about getting old content back and playable um and even better if it's playable with updated graphics and bethesda's like seems to be completely oblivious to this thing happening. And so what is it going to be like five years from now? We're going to be like, they're going to be like, Hey guys, you know, we have this great idea. No one's done it. No one's done anything like this. We're remastering fallout three. And you guys ever like, yeah, great. Like, I don't know. We couldn't play it before anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) oh yeah, no, I don't know. That is, that's so stupid. That it is. That is so. Just last week, I had this giant conversation with Tiny about how I was going to be positive about video games again. And then <laughs> we recorded yeah, shit right. So, you know, it's, 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 it's good a little, They make it tough, man. They make it really tough. That is. They make it hard on us. So, um, I'm curious, though. I was, I was listening to this podcast the other day. This has nothing to do with video games. So, if you want, do you have anything else to say about E3 before I move to this other nah, one? Nah, I got nothing. No? Okay. All right. So, I'm. Microsoft did a good job. That's all I'll say. Keanu Reeves, man. Keanu Reeves. Keanu, I mean, you, 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 you gotta love him. Beautiful. He's beautiful. beautiful You're all beautiful. <laughs> breathtaking. That's what he said. Oh, breathtaking. That's what. That's, yeah, you're yeah, breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> so let's all. I think you know we're giving him a lot of uh, publicity though, and I feel like we're gonna overwhelm him, and he's gonna start changing. Like, guys, we should make believe that we didn't know who Keanu was again, <laughs> right. so that he could still be like shelt like in that shelter. I don't, you know the fallout shelter um no he, uh, <laughs> he i feel like it's like it's like a surge of publicity publicity and it morphs him into his next form right <laughs> like, i'm scared of what that will be 
as I think we should. With great power comes great responsibility, so we should be very careful about what we yeah, do. Yeah, we to gotta Keanu. be careful here, guys. Like, we gotta be careful here. Do not evolve him to the next version. Um, Please. But so I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I was listening to... I started this podcast, Reconcilable Differences, all the way back at episode one. And I, I really recommend the podcast. I think it's very, very fun. And it is... It's two guys. It's a standard two guys talking, um, but they're like in the Mac community, and this is and they they kind of they're like in pod. They each have their own podcast in like the giant universe of Apple Podcasts, and they have multiple, but they never did one together. And so they finally did one together, and their thing was is that it isn't about tech and stuff like that. It's like almost like about all the other parts of their life, which is I think kind of I think it's kind of interesting. I think that's all. You know, not to toot our own horn. I think it's a little bit of what Shenantics does at times, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they were, they had, they're much older than us, but they were talking about like the early days of them using the internet and like when the internet finally came into their lives and stuff like that. And it got me thinking because I was thinking back when I first was able to use the internet and I was curious to hear about you. Like, like when was it that? you like that the internet was kind of brought into your life and when like you started to use it more and more and more to kind of reach to the point that we are at now was it like always available to you or was there kind of a point where it changed there was a point Mm -hmm. when i made my first email account Mm -hmm. and i joined um American Online, mm-hmm. yes, teen version. Oh, oh, yes. Do you remember there was a teen version I, of American I, yes, Online? Yes, I, I, I do. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So I, that was that was the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, I remember the first day I went on, and I was like, "This is incredible." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was severely like addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. I um. Now, when you first used American Online, were you on dial-up or did you have high-speed internet? Dial up, baby. Yes. I dial up for a while. Yeah, yeah, same here. I um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I remember I remember vividly before we before my family got internet on our home computer. Um I remember this memory sticks out so vividly in my mind that there was one of one night my parents were going out and the babysitter from down the street came over and she brought her laptop with her and dialed into American Online. And so or America, is it America Online? American Online? America Online? AOL. AOL. Is it America? A- America Online. America. I think, I think it's America. She dialed America into AOL Online. and like it was a thing. was like, oh, that, that's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Do you remember there was a specific point where it like sped up for some reason? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it used to be connect. The connection used to be really long. Yeah. I remember. It used to, it used to take like a minute. Yeah. And then there was a point where they're like, hey, we're gonna we we actually cut this down. It's only gonna take thirty seconds now. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit! <laughs> yes. And you used to you were so used to like doing it though, and like you went through the whole thing, and then at one point it got shorter. You're like, whoa! Yeah. I have to like relearn this whole thing now. <laughs> yes, it's so true. So true. Then with AOL, Fun like times. like the kid was like, or not kid, the yellow person was like running across the family or yeah. whatever. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, but yeah, so she comes in and like like. We were like, I was young and my brothers were younger than I was. And so, you know, we didn't know what it was and we didn't, there wasn't anything that we thought was cool about it, right? Like, it was just like, okay, it's the thing that she's on right now. And it kind of like faded a little bit from memory. And then I remember a family friend 
was that was a few years older than us, they were using it for some homework assignment. And like their parents could not shut up about like how their daughter was able to do like um, some homework assignment about some other country and was like talking to someone from someone else somewhere else in the world via email about it. And because of that, that's when my parents were like, okay, maybe we should get this thing for you. And that's when our first was we got AOL also and we had you know, the wonderful dial up. Uh, did you have a separate phone, phone line at home or did you have to share the main phone line? Main phone line. Oh, see, we were, we were a spoiled second phone line. Um, Whoa, dude, that's insane. It was, I kind of accidentally and unintentionally laid the groundwork for this because one year for Christmas before we had internet, like years before we had internet, um, I asked, I wanted a phone in my bedroom. And so I, they put in a second phone line so that I could have a phone. And then my brothers got phones in their rooms, uh, you know, down the road. So we all shared one second line. Um, and then, so when we got dial up, it went on that second line. And so it was like the line was already there for them. And then it kind of replaced our, we could never use it to talk again because all of us were on the internet all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, like it, it's, it's so quickly like became, everything right like it wasn't for me and my family like it was this thing that we were using all the time um and there were fights over it because we you know with dial up you can only have one connection on at a time and it was there was only yeah. one family computer and we have to fight over who got internet time and like but i want to talk to my friends from school i want to im with them and it's like like bs like that and um yeah. that was that was crazy and then um it wasn't until for me like i think i got AOL in middle school. So like probably seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade for me. And then it was at the end of high school that my family got high speed and like cable internet. And that changed everything. I mean that I honestly don't even really remember that for me. Oh yeah. I, I kind of do. Uh, there was a, so there was actually a time where I, I was using the internet a lot and mm-hmm. I ended up, um, it's actually insane to think about now, mm-hmm. but back then it made so much sense. I took a year off the internet. What? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't go on the internet for a whole year. How? Thinking, imagine doing that now. Oh my god, impossible! I mean, not impossible, but like to. my life would be. I would never want to. I don't. Think. Do you want to hear why I took off a year of the internet? Why? I I gave it up for Lent. Oh my god! When I was a kid. <laughs> yes. My mom said I had to give up something for Lent. And you so chose said, internet, Willie. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm going to give up the internet. Oh, my God. And she was like, you can't. You're not going to be able to do that. I said, hell yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, you know, Lent is not a whole year. Yeah, no. It's like, it's... <laughs> but I decided to give it up for a whole year. <laughs> to really just prove that you can To really just it. put it in there. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll and I remember you. the first day going home and being like, hey, I can go on the internet again. I was like, I went, and I went I was like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's cool thinking people invented. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? You couldn't. You wouldn't be able to. No, no. And even you know, it's it's crazy. It, it was I forget what what was his name. There was it was. I'm pulling up the internet. The internet. I'm pulling up the internet now. Um, the internet. Here we go. Internet Explorer. Uh, internet. What's his name? Paul something. I believe. But I feel like Paul Fisher, but maybe not. Um. Jesus. Paul Miller. Paul Miller is his name. Um, so Paul Miller 
left the internet for a year in 2012. So April 30th, 2012, he writes this article that he's leaving the internet for a year. Um, and back then it was crazy. We're in 2019. It's seven years later. And it's, I think it's almost unfathomable now. And like, I am not going to regurgitate. We'll post the art, the link into it in the show notes, but um, the, I'm not going to regurgitate all his points. I think a lot of them were kind of, kind of flaky. It felt, I felt a lot of like a publicity stunt type thing. Um, yeah, it probably was, but his, but <laughs> I will say though, his follow up article, um, a year later, I feel, I think his year off the internet really changed him. Um, like it just like, the disconnect from society and especially as someone that wrote about technology, right? Like the disconnect from the world that you write about and like your job is like publishing online, right? Like all this is like very different and it kind of led him down a different path. And I think it really changed what he's doing now. I don't really know what he's doing now. I just know I don't read articles from him anymore. Um, and, I, I don't know. I feel like it changed him. I remember back in 2012 reading like his like recap, like, like, one month in about like how life is going and he's like talking about like having to call into movie phone to find movie times and he has to um have someone print off map quest directions for him if he wants to like do that and like hearing at the time it was like this is isn't that cheating i think so i think it was i i there was i th- have someone pr- just go get a map it was maybe that or it was maybe that he had to go to the library to get um like look up a map or oh, something um that's funny there was something about it i think i think maybe that he was doing that and then was like okay this workaround feels a little too close to cheating um Uh, but and like he read like paper newspapers and all that kind of stuff but uh paper newspapers well skanky does that too but uh (laughs) (laughs) but it uh it definitely it definitely felt like it was in 2012 his life was more complicated for didn't seem like that many ben that much of a benefit and i think about like today like like in 2019 if i'm going out to dinner this week the amount of stuff i do on the internet just for that one task of going out to dinner is usually a lot of steps right like oh what am i in the mood for well let me kind of just browse around google maps and see what's around let me look at your menu yeah check the menu on their website reservation yeah go to open (laughs) table to make a reservation all this type of stuff that now if i didn't do that like okay i i can do all that i can think of a place that people have talked about i can't see their menu so maybe i can't really call them that seems rude so maybe i'll book it without looking at the menu and then i'll have to call to book it and then i'll go there but this entire thing was more work and it could be a worse off experience right what if i didn't see the reviews that people were getting food poisoning last week or i didn't look at the menu and realize that they didn't have anything i wanted to eat like yeah i mean and so it's like the benefit of not doing it that way didn't seem to outweigh having to do it that way but I don't know. yeah but i don't know i think it'd be interesting but yeah that blows my mind i um i really remember us getting high speed because the at that point we me and each of my brothers had various computers like hand-me-downs from family computers and we couldn't be online at the same time like because dial-up and stuff like that and so when they installed it and like all three of our computers being able to access the internet at the same time first of all that alone was like mind-blowing then the speed at which you could access things also mind-blowing plus the speed at which napster worked 
holy shit. (laughs) Those Linux distro downloads were so incredibly (laughs) fast. (laughs) I missed missed the Napster. No way, really? Yeah, because I I grew up in the in the LimeWire. Oh yeah, yeah. I see. I I caught the tail end of the Napster days, and I remember it's it's so crazy to think about compared to now because I remember when Napster went away, and like the internet was there obviously because I'm using Napster through the internet, but trying to find a replacement. Like, I didn't know enough about the internet or, like, you didn't have Google search back then, right? You had Yahoo homepages and stuff like that. Like, uh, how to find what the next app to use was, right? Like, okay, Napster isn't here. What do I use? Like, I learned about Napster through, like, just the general world talking about it. And so then I remember, like, going to school and, like, learning about the next program to use would be like, hey, man, like, what do you and what do you and your friends use? Like, what what software are you guys using this day, like, these days? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm on Kazaa or I'm on BearShare or I'm on Audio Satellite. And, like, they're so... Oh, my God. Does BearShare still exist? No way. None of these exist. If they exist, they're just... Vi- they're four spreading viruses. Was a peer to peer. Oh, bear share. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that icon. Oh my god. Frostwire is a BitTorrent client now. Oh yeah, I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Hmm. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, no, it's so. Oh, good times, man. Yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, that was it was the Wild West. It was the Wild West. It was, and it was very formative for kind of uh, it was it was formative for a very lot of, for like a ton of things like and one of them is like like on things that i wouldn't necessarily connect it with like like future parenting if i'm ever raising children like i had my parents password to aol because like they're like i don't know how to set this up can you set up your own parental controls like yeah sure like <laughs> even though i have the password to undo everything you just wanted me to do like yeah. it's like i like just like that kind of stuff and i'm like i look at him like man if i'm ever raising kids like oh am i trying to try and put parental controls on their like on their devices uh-huh. like i'm gonna like try and be smarter than my parents were i probably won't be right like they're gonna be about how smart me that's just what the thing is with kids and technology but like it was it really changed the way that i looked at like a lot of stuff like and i remember playing wow until like 3 a.m on like the computer i had in my room like jesus like it's I don't know. And now you can play WoW Classic, do the same thing. I know. I should. I should see. You know what sucks is that most of my friends that we played WoW together, like our group, like I think eighty percent of them have like one or more children, and so I doubt I could get the old crew back together. <laughs> oh, the old guild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't get the old guildies back yeah. together. Oh, it's gonna be so. I should. I should create like a web series about that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I could call it the guild or something like that. Maybe Felicia Day will join. The guild. I love it. Anyways, but yeah, no, so that's, uh, man, using the internet. And then I went to college and fucking, hey, everything changed. Like, the, the high-speed connection, like, available to me my freshman year of college, like, Jesus. Torrents never downloaded so imagine. fast. <laughs> like, I, I can't even imagine being in college at that time. Oh, my God, it was crazy. Like, there was, there was not, like, the Wild West, man. The Wild West. I mean, the- did your did your college have like one of those um, file share networks, like just within the college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Those are lit. Those were those are great. <laughs> those are great. I um I remember when I went to college. I think it was like my second semester of college is when they first started installing like wireless access points in the place. Like everywhere else, you had to wire up via like um wire up via Ethernet. And I remember my sophomore year, they had Wi-Fi like across the entire campus. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. So, uh-huh. but uh, did you ever bring That's your so computer? Cool. Your like uh, bring a laptop to class to take notes. In undergrad? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah, see, my undergrad never... Yeah, my undergrad, that never happened. When I went to law school, then everyone was using it to take notes. But in undergrad, no one ever used the laptop. Hmm. Also, our our laptop, our batteries on our laptops back in the day lasted 10 minutes. Like, it, it wasn't... Yeah, so you couldn't do it. There was, I think, one Christmas I asked for a replacement battery for my PowerBook. So that way, when I would go and take notes, if I wanted to go and take notes at class, halfway through, I'd have to flip the computer open and take out the battery and swap in a new one. <laughs> like, Yeah. God, like the craziness of like how short a laptop lasted then to how long they last now. And then also I have like a phone that lasts al- almost all day in my pocket. Like that's so funny. Oh my gosh. Now it's crazy. That's crazy. So, uh, but yeah, anyways, but that's, uh, that's, that's the internet. You kids should learn about it someday. So yeah, you damn kids learn about the internet. You guys are all spoiled by it. All of you. Well, I'm curious. I'm always I'm always curious to hear about like when people first got the internet. So if you guys are out there and listening, you should you should hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com/shenanticspod, if you have any uh, any internet stuff. So yeah, but, do it. You won't. Yeah, no, you won't. You won't. You won't do it. You won't. So Skanky, I have a real quick food finish for you. I don't know how much time cool. I'm going to get into it. Actually, I can do. I'll do the full food finish for you. Um, I think I'm going to. Me. I, I think I'm going to cut back on my on. The amount of eat I, uh, amount of amount of meat I eat. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna cut out. I'm curious. You ever try? Sorry, you go with the food finish first, and then I'll go and ask you my question. Okay, perfect. Um. Yeah, things. I'd be, I'm curious. I'm curious. How much? How much meat? How of your meals in a week? What percentage of your meals have meat in them? I don't pay attention to it. You don't pay attention. So probably all of them. Uh, oh yeah, mine's easily all of them. Mine is I Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I probably have probably two meals a month that maybe don't have meat in them. Now you're talking meat, does that count as fish too? Oh uh, yeah, let's count it as fish for now. Um Yeah, then everything. Yeah. I uh see I don't like fish really. I'm getting much better at it. I'm finally like able to eat sushi and like some other fish. So I'm I'm trying to introduce it into my diet. And so anyway, so the the change happened for me. The reason why I want to cut it back is that I watched two Kurzgesagt videos, which we've talked about Kurzgesagt before. Oh, I know which video you're Yeah. I've watched two of them. Um one of them was about the health side effects from eating meat and the other one is why is meat like the worst best thing in the world or something like that um and i found them very persuasive i think a big part about it was is one of the things that we've talked about before that i really love is deli sandwiches and like oh, processed meat is so best. incredibly bad for you <laughs> but it's but so good it's so good it's so good but like the fact that i eat processed meat five times a week because i usually have a sandwich for lunch every day like it's not so much that like oh it's not good for me so i never want to do that again it's like maybe we don't need to eat it every day for five days like maybe i can do like wednesday i don't eat a sandwich for lunch and i eat something else um 
And so on the, the meat side effects thing, like I want to eat more fish and less red meat to try and kind of get a little bit of a healthier side of that. And then on when I watched the video about why meat is terrible, uh, like the environmental impact from like, you know, pastures and animals and all that kind of stuff. And also just the shitty way we treat animals kind of convinced me that maybe like, I don't need to get rid of it, but like maybe I don't have to eat it for every meal. And so I think what my goal is going to be is starting tomorrow over the course of the next four weeks, I want to cut out one weekday a week until the only time I'm eating meat is really on the weekends. So like Friday, Saturday, Sunday are like the main days that I eat meat. Um, I'll have Mm -hmm. it throughout the week if I like really am craving it or need to. But I think in general, I want to try and get to be in the default during the week is I try and eat more of a vegetarian lifestyle. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what's your question? Well, good luck. Oh, you ever have an Impossible Burger? I have. I. How do you feel about them? I really like them. I do too. Yeah. Um, I really really like them. There was at, uh there was a point. It was like last year, I think, where one of my coworkers, who is of straight vegetarian, um. And he was really excited about it. So we would go out like every week. No, it was two years ago. We would go out every week to different lunch places that and it was still pretty scarce at the time to either get the Impossible or the Beyond Burger. Um, and so we would go and try and seek out places where he could try the various ones. And so I usually tried his burgers. And so back then I was like, oh, I really, really like that. Um, and like enough that like I would order that instead of a burger. And now that I want to cut back on meat, I am definitely looking at that to kind of fill in a little bit of times where I would be wanting meat um, to see if yeah. that helps. Have you tried, speaking of that though, this for me is clutch. Have you tried the Beyond Sausages? No. Okay. What are they? You can get them at, I think, most major grocery retailers. They used to be only at Whole Foods, but my place down the street, Jewel down the street, they have it. And like Safeways and stuff have it, I believe. Um, it's Beyond is like the same as the Impossible. Like they're both plant-based burgers or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so their, their sausages are the same way. And they have three, I believe. I think they have Bratwurst, Hot Sausage, and Mild Italian Sausage. And okay. in my opinion, if you were to say like, beef hamburgers to beyond impossible burgers or pork sausage to beyond sausage the pork the jump or the i guess i don't know the i don't the accuracy or tastiness of it between the sausages is so much better than between the burgers right like a bur- like the beyond and the impossible they like they taste like a burger um yeah. but the sausages just because sausages are so much of other stuff in there too and other flavors like are damn near indistinguishable for me like the beyond bratwurst tastes like a bratwurst and like so much so that i'm like i would just get that like this week i want a bratwurst i'm like i think i might when i go to the grocery store tomorrow i think i'm just gonna pick up beyond bratwurst and make those like without even being like trying to do it as like oh i'm trying to be good i'm like no i just think they're that damn tasty um i had i had them for dinner on friday and they are incredibly good so i strongly recommend you trying those so okay I'll, i'll give them a shot yeah the uh I the one of the cool statistics is like by far and away the majority of people that eat the Beyond and Impossible um, burgers are carnivores and not vegetarians, which is kind of interesting. And hmm. um, the Economist had a really good article last year about how 
innovations like the Beyond Burger and the Impossible Burger are what we need if we want to move um, society and our culture away from eating as much meat is to be like, we understand people like meat. Here's something that should hopefully check most of the boxes why you like meat. And so you don't feel like you're giving it up. And that way we can kind of do two things. You're still happy and it's kind of better for everything. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's 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 the right move. I agree. I agree. That's the right move. I agree. So, but yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'll put, I'll give you guys an update as we, as we go through this. Maybe that'll be the food finishes. I'll tell you. Excuse me. I'll tell you how our how our meatless life is going. But I'm excited to hear. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to I'm excited to share share with you. So, but but yeah, that's all I got for you this week, Skanky. That's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, commute, whatever it is. We are there to hang out with you if you if you or you can find the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts including the <laughs> iTunes store the Google Play store uh, Spotify and at our website at shenantics.rocks if you have any comments or questions you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com if you want to join the discussion we have a discord server head over to the discord server tell us about your first experience with the internet how it entered your household but also tell us would you be able to give up meat? Uh, you can what did I, did I tell them the URL. Discord.shenantics.rocks is the URL into your web browser to get the invite to pass you on over to there. Uh, speaking of the internet. That works? Yeah, that does work. Cool. Yeah, it's worked for, for a few months now. Uh, Wait, how do I have a custom URL? <laughs> okay, hold on. So, after show... Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so the way that we Sorry. so the way that we have a custom URL is uh, all I did is I put in a DNS record for the subdomain Discord on our URL, so discord.shenantics.rocks, that just passes you over to our normal invite URL. Oh, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Wait, do you think Discord's gonna get pissed at us about that though? Because like, we're, we're, I mean, there's nothing they like, can do uh, about it. Because... I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, whatever. All right, good show, guys. <laughs> good show, Skanky. Where can they find you on the internet? And give me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s k x n k y, and on Twitter at iskanky i s k a n k y. And I'm where can they find you? Uh, you should go check out Jittery Cricket on Twitch. She is, I believe, streaming right now. So. <laughs> She's she's great. She's, uh, she is she is wonderful. We absolutely love her. But I can be found on the internet at mcol underscore mcol with the underscore symbol. Same username on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Great talking to this week, Skanky. Me too. I'll see you in two Goodbye. weeks. Bye. <laughs>